0: Jesus said, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You and I can have a dark or a troubling image of what it looks like to pick up our cross Like we're being told to do something that will inevitably make our lives miserable or even unbearable. But sometimes taking up our cross is more subtle than that. It's more subtle than a willingness to burn down everything that's good in our lives. After all, elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words if we take on the yoke that jesus gives to us we shouldn't be totally overwhelmed and miserable so how do we reconcile these two messages from jesus you see the crosses that we are called to bear require sacrifice they require effort they require hard and arduous work but they also can lead to fulfillment and purpose in our lives. In the passage we heard a few minutes ago, we get a little glimpse of Peter. And if we think about his story, what we can see in it is a path to discern God's will about how God was calling him to pick up his cross and follow Jesus. In particular, there were three stages Peter went through As he learned to pick up his cross and in many of our lives we go through these same three stages as we learn to pick up our crosses and follow Christ in our lives but before jumping into Peter's story I want us to look at something that happened a little more recently it was about 8 o'clock in the evening in August 2000 when a subway train rattled into the 14th Street station in Chelsea in in Manhattan. I lived in the neighborhood and went to this train station regularly years later. Danny Stewart climbed off this subway. A young professional in his 30s, he was aware that he was already late to dinner. As he was hurrying out of the train station, something caught his eye. I noticed, he said, tucked up against the wall what i thought was a baby doll as danny bound up the stairs out of this subway station however something didn't sit right with him so danny turned around and went back down into the station danny said that's when i noticed his legs move it wasn't a doll but in fact a baby wrapped in a dark sweatshirt. Danny said his umbilical cord was still partially intact, so I assumed he was a newborn, maybe just a day or so old. For us, for you and me, whether it's an opportunity to serve at St. Mary's food pantry or an invitation to become a volunteer at hospice, almost every spiritual journey we set out on, almost every path to find the crosses that we are called to bear, begins with a moment. And it's often a very little moment that we could choose to ignore or walk by. For Danny, that moment was when that doll up against the wall just didn't seem right. Danny felt something nudging him to look, to look back, to turn around. I suspect that all of us have had these sorts of moments of clarity. We may call them epiphanies or coincidences or just instances that catch our attention. These you see are the nudges, the little moments when God is speaking to us and calling us Onto the first step of a journey towards our own crosses. Long before the passage that we read about Peter this morning, Luke's gospel records what may have been his first encounter with Jesus. The crowds were pressing, and Jesus asked Peter if he could climb into Peter's boat and if they could push out from shore. Peter had been working all night, He was exhausted. Nonetheless, something caught Peter's attention. The Bible doesn't tell us what caught Peter's attention, but it must have been something that caused him to overcome his exhaustion and say yes to Jesus. You see, Jesus made just a very small request at first. Such a small request. But it was the beginning of a journey that would transform Peter's life. And we see this in our own lives as we learn to pick up our individual crosses and follow Jesus. Something little gets our attention at first, something is out of place, something calls to us. And this is the first stage of learning to find the crosses in our own lives. We must pay attention to the nudges from God, the invitations to take a second look, the invitations to simply slow down a little bit. When Danny realized that it was a baby in this subway station, he knew this was an emergency. He cried out, someone please call the police. But back in 2000, not many people had cell phones. Danny was afraid to pick up the baby in case it was hurt. So instead, Danny sprinted up the stairs out of the train station. He found a payphone and he called 911. I found a baby, he screamed to the operator. He told the police where he was located and then he ran back down to keep an eye on the baby. Danny, anxious, waited for what seemed like ages. Eventually, he began to worry that the police might have thought this was a prank call. So Danny again ran up the subway stairs and called a friend from the payphone this time. I found a baby, he screamed. I don't think the police believe me, so call them please right now. The police soon thereafter showed up and they started to ask Danny questions. And amidst the flash of all the red and blue lights, Danny saw this baby being loaded into the back of an ambulance and driven away. The next day, news of the baby found on the subway was across the headlines in New York. Danny went to the hospital, but was unable to find out anything about the baby's condition. So Danny returned to his normal day-to-day life as a New York City social worker. I know a number of people who are in recovery programs, such as Alcoholics Anonymous. One of the refrains I repeatedly hear is they are called to do the next right thing, simply to do the next right thing. Just last week, I was talking to a friend who's a competitive distance runner, he told me that when his legs feel like they are on fire, he repeats a mantra to himself, just one more step, just one more step, just one more step. For Danny, that's exactly what he did, doing the next right thing, taking one more step, responding to the need that was right in front of him. Call the police. Make sure the baby's safe. Call a friend to get more support. Give a statement to the police. When you and I are trying to figure out where God is leading us and what crosses we're called to bear, there may be times when we can't see the finish line. And when that's the case, we're called to simply do the next right thing Take the next step. Back in the Bible, this is what we see so clearly in Peter's ministry. Him struggling over and over to do the right thing, to do the next right thing, to take the next step. At the transfiguration, which we heard about a few weeks ago, Peter wanted to help. He wanted to build some huts. Or when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, Peter wanted to be with Jesus, so he stepped out of the boat into the water. The point is that Peter's life was filled with these moments where he was trying to do the next right thing. And that's the second stage in finding the crosses that we are called to bear. Simply learning to do the next right thing and trusting that God will reveal the path to us. After the initial chaos of discovering this baby abandoned in the subway, Danny's life returned to normal. But before too long, he was asked to come to a court hearing and testify to how he found the baby. The judge knew about Danny's job as a social worker And she knew about Danny's commitment to find out what happened to the baby after the baby was taken to the hospital. After the conclusion of Danny's statement, the judge said to him, Mr. Stewart, in instances where we have a baby that has been abandoned, we want to place them into pre-adoptive care as quickly as possible. Danny nodded along with the judge while she was saying this. Then the judge who was involved in a pilot program to help keep children out of long-term foster care said to Danny, would you be interested in adopting this baby? Danny was stunned. He said, yes, your honor, but I don't think it's that easy. The judge smiled and simply said, well, it can be. It can be. For many of us, as we're discerning where God is leading us, for a long time we're simply called to take the next step, to do the next right thing, but eventually we reach a point where we're called to make a decision, a commitment that will lead us down a new path and probably transform the rest of our lives. Maybe you've been a faithful volunteer at a nonprofit organization, and God is now calling you to take on a transformative leadership role. Maybe you are called to sacrifice huge amounts of your time for a cause you believe in, or give away your money, or rewrite your will, or reshape your entire life. The third stage of learning to lift up your cross is becoming willing to make this sort of transformational commitment or decision. In the last chapter of John's Gospel, we read about Peter after the resurrection, encountering Jesus on the shore of a lake. There, Jesus asked Peter three times if Peter loved him. Jesus was asking Peter, do you love me enough to commit your life to sharing the good news and serving your neighbor and showing God's love in all your actions? And three times Peter said, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then Jesus said, follow me. In the gospel reading we heard today, Jesus gave the same command to his followers, to each of us, take up your cross and follow me. You see, there were three stages that we see in Peter's life as he learned to find and then to bear his cross. And the three same stages play out in so many of our lives. First, just as with Peter, God tries to catch our attention and calls us to slow down and take a second look second just as peter kept trying to do the next right thing we also have times when we are simply called to take the next step and trust that god is leading and third just as jesus asked peter eventually to make a commitment we also have these pivotal moments in our lives when we're called to take on a responsibility or make a decision that will impact the rest of our lives. Now these steps aren't always sequential, and I don't know exactly where you are in your spiritual journey right now, but I do know that Jesus said to all of us, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. This tiny baby that Danny found in the subway station is now over six feet tall. Kevin, now 23 years old, grew up with the love and support of his his adopted father, Danny. He's a student at Swarthmore College where he's studying math and computer science. He loves playing ultimate frisbee, he runs marathons, and he performs with the National Dance Institute. And all of this is the counterintuitive message of the cross. Jesus told us we should take up our crosses and follow him. And yet what we see in the cross is that the greatest tragedy in human history became the greatest good news that anyone could imagine or comprehend. The greatest sacrifices that we make, the moments when we choose to bear our crosses and follow Christ, can also lead to the greatest joys and the most fulfilling work and the most enriching challenges of each of our lives. Danny later reflected back on his decision to adopt this son, to adopt Kevin. And he said, I didn't know that this level of deep love existed anywhere in the world until my son came into my life. That's what it means to pick up your cross and follow Jesus, to give up your life, and in doing so, to find a richer and more fulfilling life than you ever could have imagined. Amen.